0: Welcome back to the ARRIVE podcast. Uh, today we are going to be discussing uh, some of the common questions that we receive about working in the United States and specifically under the TN visa which applies to Canadians as well as Mexican citizens. Um, and the five top questions that we actually received. We track, you know, the questions that come in, the things that people are asking us. And there are five questions that were asked more than any others that we're going to address today uh, as we discuss uh, TN visas for, for Canadians here in the United States. The top question we received last year, uh, or the top thing that people searched for answers to, uh, was, does a TN visa require sponsorship. And when I would say at least every week somebody calls in and asks this question um, or they email this question Mm -hmm. to us and want to know the answer. And it's because sponsorship as per immigration can be this gray area. Like how is that defined? What does sponsorship mean? And when people think about sponsorship, they, they tend to think about being sponsored for a green card to come to the United States or being sponsored for an H-1B visa to come to the United States. And sponsorship in that context looks different than it does for a TN visa. However, a TN visa does require a sponsor. In other words, you cannot self-sponsor for a TN visa. Right.
1: And I think that's what people want to know is, can I come and work in the United States Um, and apply at the border for a work permit and come in and just work for whoever. Yeah, they want to see,
0: I'm a, we get this one a lot lately. I'm a truck driver and I want to sponsor myself to go down to the United States to to drive truck.
1: Well, and, and usually they pick a TN profession. They'll say, "Oh, I'm an engineer, and I just want to come and work in the U.S. So I don't have a job offer yet, but I, I'm just going to go to the border and apply but for a are, TN because I'm an engineer." Yeah, these and are it's professionals the
0: that want to come down and work on their own and don't want to have to deal right. with an employer. Yeah, so or they don't have one.
1: They just don't have one yet, and they're ready to apply for their visa, but they just haven't secured a job offer. Sometimes it can be difficult. The U.S. employers may ask in in the process whether or not you have. Um, authorization to work in the United States. And if you can't say yes to that, a lot of times the um,
0: you know, and I employment think opportunity what, yeah, falls and through. I think that's what track mm-hmm. triggers it a lot of the time is they're going through the application process. Right. And there's a question that's often asked to do people you need applying a for jobs in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need a sponsor? Do you need a visa?
1: And they're like, well, I can apply for a TN. Do I need a sponsor? What, how do I answer that question? So
0: Exactly. You know, from
1: the perspective of an employee looking for work in the United States, you should say yes to that question. It's it, it is sponsorship, even though it's not sponsorship along the lines of an H1B or one of the more complex work authorizations yeah, you, in the US. It's it is a sponsorship. You still need, you need a employer. US
0: client or US employer yep. that needs your services in the US.
1: Because the actual authorization to work in the U.S. that you're going to receive is going to be only for that employer. So there's no such thing here in the U.S. as a temporary open work permit who you can just where you can just come in and work for any employer in the U.S.
0: Well Um, you can get that and I think that's what's confusing because on USCIS website it says work authorization and work authorization is a blanket authorization to work in the United States but you can only get that certain ways such as you are being sponsored for a green card through a spouse. So they give you temporary work authorization to work in the U.S. when you're doing that. Yeah, for any employer. But you're,
1: as part of a larger process. You can't just say, I want work authorization
0: and I want blanket. That doesn't work in the U.S. immigration system. Right.
1: So it is employer-specific, a TN visa, and it is going to be requiring them to vouch for you and say, yes, we're hiring this person.
0: Yes. So does it, they don't have to do a test of the labor market. In other words, they don't have to, Advertise for the job. They don't have to go to the Department of Labor and um, get what's called a a prevailing or mini- minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Those apply to green card process, H one B process. Doesn't apply to the the TN visa process. But in the end, you need an employer. You need a sponsor. You need somebody saying they need your services under one of those TN professions for you to seek entry into the U.S. You just can't show up and say, hey. I wanna go down and work in the US.
1: Right. So the short answer is yes, it does require sponsorship. Number two. <laughs> What's the second most asked
0: question? How do you renew a TN visa?
1: Oh, so these are people already who have a TN already have one. And they're ready to
0: it's coming up to the an date's end and they want up. to know what yep. what do I do now? That's a good question. So there's typically two, two ways, ways, right? Mm. Two ways. One, and we deal with Canadians primarily. And most Canadians, I'd say the vast majority, up in the 90% of Canadians, would apply for the TN visa the first time in person at either a port of entry uh, or pre-flight inspection. Uh, the same way you apply for your first TN, you can return to a port of entry, which means, and this, this can be confusing for some people, some people say, oh, can I just go, there's an airport by my house, can I just go to that airport? No. It actually requires you to depart the United States and to re-enter the United States in order to apply for that TN visa again. So it's the same exact process at the Board of Entry that you would have done to obtain your pri- your, your initial TN visa. You have to, and this is where people also get confused. They think I had a TN before. I want another one.
1: I'm just going to renew it. I'm just going to show
0: up at the border and tell them, hey, I need another three years. Yep. (laughs) Doesn't work that way.
1: Give them a letter from my employer that says they still want to keep me employed there.
0: It's the same exact process all over again. Right, It's like
1: starting over. They're going to look at your paperwork from
0: scratch. You're probably going to have a different officer than you did last time. That officer is also going to want to verify that you're qualified.
1: And they don't have to defer to the decision made by the previous officer. So we see lots of people who go back and they, you know, they take a very nonchalant attitude towards extending or renewing their TN and they get denied and they say, wait, well, I just had a TN for three years. Now, how are you telling me I'm not qualified? Um, Exactly. So you want to make sure that. Burdens
0: on you every time you seek entry to the United States to prove that you qualify for whatever status you're seeking. Right. And they do not have to defer to that old decision. (laughs) And. I would say oftentimes a border officer, if they see you were on a TN previously, they can take that as a badge of honor to to look at your TN and not give it to you this time and say, yeah, well, that officer <laughs> yeah, was sometimes wrong. Sometimes it seems like that. Well, how did it? I get it? I've been on it for nine years now. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have been denied. Right. So you can't take this. You can't take a nonchalant cavalier approach to mm-hmm. renewing your TN at a port of entry just because you've had one in the past. You need to show up again with that original Degree, transcripts, original support letter seeking you for services in the United States under TN profession and all the required supporting documents and be prepared to be be interviewed and uh, drilled just like you were the first time you got it.
1: And there is another way you can apply to renew your status, your TN status in the U.S. So if you can't leave the United States, you have a reason why you want to just stay in the U.S. Maybe you're not close to a border, you don't want to fly. Can renew your application, your status with USCIS directly um, through the mail um, with the actual immigration authority in the United States without departing. That process is a mail-in process. There's a filing fee that doesn't apply at the border, so that's one of the reasons people and it takes way longer. It takes way longer.
0: And the port of entry show up right within decision 30 the minutes. Same you're
1: day. Done. Yep, and you don't get a decision the same day when you do it through USCIS. It can take. Currently, right now, it's taking around three to four months to process Just these. Just for standard
0: processing. Yeah. And, and it could you, take longer, right? Just so if you're USCIS. doing this and
1: you don't have three to four months to wait for your, your you know, you want to keep working and your status isn't going to be renewed because, uh, you know, it could expire. But then you want to file with USCIS early. You want to make sure you, you can get it You file up in,
0: to six months before mm-hmm. the expiration of your visa if you're doing it by mail.
1: And then if you do it, And you're running out of time. You always have the option to upgrade to premium processing as well. So you can pay an additional fee for that.
0: And if you, when people ask me, should I renew by mail or should I go to a port of entry? Mm,
1: That's a common question when we're on the phone.
0: So when they're in that renewal process and they're determining how to renew it, the question I ask is, well, do you have to depart the United States? Some people say, no, I don't want to leave and I don't need to leave. And others say, yes, I travel often for work. Right. That's another issue. That's a big factor because when you file by mail with USCIS, you cannot depart the country until they make a decision on your case. Now, as far as visa expiring goes, one of the advantages of filing by mail is you don't have to leave the country. But if you file far enough in advance, let's say six months in advance, you get an automatic extension of your your visa but even if for you file later
1: so you could file a week before your status expires and get that automatic extension the and 240 day
0: extension right that allows you to remain in the United States and work while USCIS makes a decision on your case mm-hmm. so you do have that advantage for the same employer do, for the same yeah. employer you can't change this is renewing so just you're remaining with the same employer they grant you that grace period while they adjudicate your petition mm-hmm. so you are still able to work beyond the expiration of your visa if it's if you're remaining in the u.s for the same employer so you do have that advantage and if you just don't want to wait you can pay what's called premium processing and it is a premium you're uh-huh. talking an extra 2500 dollars currently for that fee alone. And you could get a decision in as little as 15 days after filing if you do it that way. Um, So if you calculate the cost, you're paying, if you want a premium processing decision, you're looking at $3,000 in just filing fees if you do it by mail. So if you calculate driving to a port of entry or flying even and coming back-
1: With a same day decision and the security that you're allowed to travel and you're going to have your status- renewed and upgraded you're going to be able to continue working and and all the other pleasures of that then i i agree
0: yeah majority of people say yes i'm going to the border border and coming back Mm -hmm. and if you have the right documentation it can be as seamless as the first time you did it yeah um you know we have seen people because of covid that say i don't care i'll pay the extra cost i just don't want to travel
1: i don't want to get on a plane right now or
0: So those are the two. How do you renew it? You can renew it at a port of entry like you did the first time, or you can opt to do it by mail with USCIS. Number three, can I change my employer while I'm on a TN? And I think that the way that people phrase that, I guess you can take that question differently. But can you change your employer? Sure. Yes, you can. But it's not
1: indentured is, servitude. You can change your employer.
0: But I think part of this question is people think, can I change my employer? Is can I take that TN I have and go to a different employer? The answer there is no, you cannot do that. That TN is tied to your employer. Now, can you change your employer and go work for another? Yes, you can. But you have to get a new TN that is stamped Specific to and that approved employer. for that employer right. in that new position you can't just take your passport go to a new employer and say hey look i got a tn uh, i, I want to work, work for, for you. you yeah <laughs> i want to work Doesn't for you work now it has the name on there of your employer also of your profession so if you want to change employers like you said <laughs> you're not a slave yeah you can go work for another employer but before you do that you have to choose one of those options you have to either depart the country and come back in and apply yeah. for a new TN for that employer, or you have to file by mail with USCIS for a change of employer. You can do that by mail. And you mentioned this earlier. One of the downsides to doing that is if you do it by mail and you're changing employers, you do not get that grace period.
1: Right. So you can't keep working. You can't start work until you until have an approved. approval, which can take months, three to four months. So or, you don't know- A lot of employers aren't willing to wait that long for you. Um, So you may just want to go back to the border and make that application directly with a a port of entry and an officer that can make a decision the same day.
0: Yeah. And again, it's the same process as you would have done to obtain the current TN you have
1: -hmm. have
0: for your current employer. Uh, You just go back with the new documentation under the new employer with the new position. And that I would say, again, most people opt to do that, right? It's quicker. Yeah. Uh, less, expensive. less expensive, and you have the peace of mind knowing right away um, that that it's approved. That you, can and you can start your start job right yeah. away, and you don't have to wait for that approval.
1: But if you do file with USCIS to change your employer, you can wait in the United States while they make their decision.
0: As long as you filed and you maintained your status yeah. before you filed, you can sit here, yeah, you sit and
1: wait. But you're not going to be working. working for your new employer until it's approved.
0: But if, you, if you're on your current employer and let's say you got a three-year TN visa and you're in year two, yeah, um, you, you can, can sit keep working here working for your old yeah. employer. You can work for your old employer until um, the, the new comes one's approved. Yeah. approved for the new one. So that's a way to do in it. In my too.
1: experience, though, people usually want to get started with their new employer as soon as possible. So that becomes tough unless you're willing to pay a lot <laughs> or wait a long time. That's all you can do.
0: So, yes, you can change your employer, and there's two ways you can do mm-hmm. it, either by mail with USCIS or at a port of entry, just like renewing a TN visa. Number four, how difficult is it to get a TN visa? I'd say that's a trick question <laughs> it in my depends. book. Depends. <laughs> what is your profession? What is your education? What, you know, what are the facts of your case? That's yep.
1: Who's the employer?
0: Yeah, who's the employer? Uh, there are a lot of things that... That you need to take into account to determine whether or not it's going to be difficult for you to get a tn visa Mm -hmm. my answer when people ask that to me directly is (laughs) well it depends right and then i ask them several questions to determine how difficult the process is going to be for them Um, i I always go to accountant because everybody knows what an accountant is right Um, as the example well if you have a job offer for the position of an accountant, you have an accounting degree, you're a CPA, you're going to work for Price Waterhouse Cooper in the United States. As an accountant. accountant. As an accountant. <laughs> well, if you have the right documentation, that's not a very difficult process. You show up at the port of entry with the right documentation, you could be there for 10 minutes on, on your way. Have yeah. a nice day.
1: You make sure it's prepared correctly and then it's gonna be a straightforward process for you.
0: Or here's the other scenario. I have been working in Canada for 30 years. I am a management professional. Um, and an employer in the United States wants me to come down as a consultant. That's a little bit more complicated. I complex. don't have a degree. Yeah. But, hey, I've but been I got in this field this for 30 years. Yeah. And they just want me to go down and help uh, improve their supply chain. That's a common one we're seeing. Right? They want to improve their supply chain. How do I, How do I go down there and do that? There, it can be difficult to get you a TN. Mm-hmm. First, are you actually working as a consultant? Second, are you even qualified? And how are we going to prove that you're qualified if you don't have a degree? So, those are complicating factors. And, and then there's another- so
1: many of complicating factors with that case. How big is the employer? Is it the kind of employer that would hire a consultant to do this kind of work?
0: Are you actually managing the can supply you, can chain? Can you get
1: proof of your experience?
0: Another profession that we Hmm. get a lot, scientific technician technologist. We see a lot of problems with this profession.
1: Typically in engineering.
0: Engineering professions. Why? And I'd say it goes back to what we were just talking about. You have a lot of professionals who may be qualified as an engineer. They've been in the profession so long that they may have not obtained, you know, uh, a degree or be a licensed engineer or a professional engineer. But for all intents and purposes, what they're doing is engineering work because they've been in the profession for 30 years and they manage projects. And those are people that are competent to work as engineers, but they're not licensed or degreed.
1: Yeah. And this, that category is actually complicated by the fact that you need to be working in support of a degreed engineer. So um, you know there's a lot of moving parts with scientific technician technologists that just don't apply to accountants so you got to be careful with that one as well so the difficulty you can depends based on a lot on education
0: of things. or certificate right. or degree it's all over or the even place. experience yeah. yeah and and you have to show that you, that work is closely intertwined with that of of a licensed engineer or degreed engineer um, to qualify so how difficult so, difficult is it to get a tn well you can take into those factors well what's the profession what's your experience level what's your education
1: i mean from a logistical point of view it's pretty easy you drive to the border you show up you hand in your passport you give them your documentation you have an interview and you're on your way so from that perspective it's it's very straightforward
0: if you're qualified and have the right documentation yes
1: if you have everything you need and you're well prepared in advance for that interview it can be very straightforward and simple
0: yeah, if the, if the border officer can easily put put that round peg in the round hole, mm-hmm. you're good to go.
1: I mean, even for an accountant, so I can think off the top of my head of three factors that would make their case even more complicated, even if they had all of the the stars aligned, like you pointed out earlier. Managerial. If they, for example, say something, yeah, say something in their interview that indicates they're managerial in nature, or if their job duties do if they maybe talk about possibly getting a green card in the future that they'd like their employer to sponsor them, all of these, those two things alone can get you denied right at the, right at the border. So you got to be careful.
0: So my answer, how difficult is it? Well, we do these all the time. So for us, it's pretty straightforward and it can be very easy. Um, But that's because this is what we do every day. Mm -hmm. So I would say in general, Uh, How difficult is it to get a TN? Well, in comparison to other visa categories, it's rather easy process and a straightforward process to get a TN visa. Again, if you're qualified, you have the right documentation, right paperwork, right preparation. This is something that we have clients show up to a port of entry, pre-flight inspection in 30 minutes. They make it through the interview process. They get stamped and they're on their way.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of factors that go into this that aren't really intuitive. So if you think you want to handle it on your own, you're going to Google a few things and and put together a good letter. A lot of people are successful that way, but a lot of people are not. And we get the phone calls from the people that aren't.
0: You can hang yourself really fast.
1: It's it's very easy to follow some general guidance online and to make a big mistake that's going to affect your ability to accept this
0: employment. And not only Google research... But this last week, for some reason, I we represent some companies and they bring a lot of employees in. And one of these employers we work with, we've been getting a lot of questions from the employees at the at the end of the process because we primarily deal with the HR and helping them get their visas. And they have been calling around to different ports and doing their own research. And the <laughs> question, the answers that you get from CBP aren't always accurate. So people think, oh, this is straightforward. I'm going to go get this TN visa very easily. For example, one of them called a the port of entry and asked, told the the border, hey, I'm going to come to the United States. I'm going to, I'm going down as a nurse. Um, do I need a visa screen to do that? The border officer on the phone said, no, you don't need that. Just come on down. Well, in actuality, you do need a visa screen if you're coming in. To the United States. Yeah. You don't know who's answering the phone. Nurse. If
1: it's, if it's the TN officer, and that same that's going to be reviewing TNs, that's answering your question, or if it's just somebody who picked up the phone at CBP and that's um, bad advice. <laughs> and if you
0: follow that, you can show up to that port of entry and get refused. And another, another one and this one varies too. Uh, they called and the border said, they called the border and asked, Hey, I'm coming down. I'm, it's taking forever to get my support letter or my offer letter from my employer, the original I hadn't arrived yet. Um, and I want to go down. Can I just show up with a, a copy? And the person on the phone again says, sure, go for it. You can come down with <laughs> a copy. We'll look at it. Yeah. Well, yeah, they'll look at it. <laughs> Does it mean they're going to admit you and approve you? No. And the standard requirement is it must be original ink signed letter on employer letterhead. A copy, a scan, electronic version, none of those are acceptable. Could a officer possibly make an exception? They could. Would I risk it? Absolutely not. I would wait for the original. Uh, So a simple process could become difficult uh, if you don't do it properly. Number five. How long does it take to get a TN visa?
1: It can take as little as five minutes.
0: Or as long as six months.
1: Or six hours. I've heard of people six waiting, hours. <laughs> waiting in uh, secondary inspection to have their TN reviewed. So,
0: so how long? Now, I'm going to build into this certain factors that that should be taken to it in, into account when you're when you're considering applying for a TN visa. So, to me, how long is from start to finish of the process? How long is it going to take, including possible adjudication or review of the application? Um, so in general, let's say you're going to a port of entry and you plan on doing pre-flight inspection or a port of entry for a TN visa, I would say on average two to three weeks turnaround time from starting the process, submitting all your documentation, having everything drafted, put together properly, prepare you for that border experience, and then you showing up at the port of entry, two to three weeks, very realistic you should have your TN. that, And that takes into account, again, preparing all the paperwork, mm-hmm. gathering all the evidence. And in some ports, let's say you're going to the Buffalo port, you have to call advance to schedule an interview. So that interview could be a week out. So you got to take that into account too. Uh, if you're flying through Pearson, however, you could just show up um, as long as you have all that paperwork in order. And then they will uh, adjudicate it right there on the spot. So it can be very quick. If you I mean, sometimes some of these we've turned around in days, right? The sure. employer needs them right away. So we urgently prepare the documents, get everything to that employee. They showed up a port of entry, and within a week they're on their way, and they have their visa. So it can be really fast. Or you also have people that are super cautious, and sometimes they have every right to be. Maybe they try to apply on their own, or maybe they – are in one of these professions that we've discussed that's that's complicated or they have an interesting uh, experience. Maybe they are relying only on experience and not on a degree. And they don't feel comfortable showing up in person at a port of entry. So they're opting to do it by mail. They want to get an approval in advance before they show up at the port. Those can take longer. And we discussed that a little earlier. Um, if you do standard processing by mail with USCIS, not taking into account the preparation of the forms and the materials, you could be waiting four to six months just for them mm-hmm. to review your paperwork and get back to you. Or you can expedite it again by paying that premium processing fee, and they tell you 15 days. Well, 15, That's 15 days, business days now. And it's from the receipt of the application. That doesn't take into account preparation. It doesn't you know, preparing those forms, drafting the letters or a possibility of a request for additional evidence, Re- which would give them another the
1: 15 business days after you submit your response to that. So realistically, you're looking at about 40, 30 to 40 days.
0: As, yeah, I, I my standard processing. answer is 30 to 45 yeah. days. Hoping you can get it in 15. But realistically, and, and that happens. Well, I mean, and then also, let's say you get approved. Well, you can't go to the border until you get the approval notice, which is a physical. Oh, yeah. So that's going
1: to take a couple weeks to come from USCIS. So yay, we get an approval. We get the maybe it's premium processing. We get the email notification that the case has been approved, and now we wait for snail mail for the actual um, approval notice to arrive to get that to you to bring to the the border to you
0: to Canada. So you have to add that on top of it, and then you go into the. You'll need that.
1: Yeah. So it's it can be lengthy.
0: So if you're doing it by mail, it can, uh, it can turn into several weeks, even if you're paying for that premium processing fee. Mm-hmm. Realistically, you need to plan 30, 45 days. Uh, if you, can it happen sooner than that? Yes, absolutely. We've had these approved and you file premium processing and three days later it's approved and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and the person's on their way and they're out of here. Yep. And within two weeks, start to finish, they got it. That is not the norm. Um, so how long does it take? Well, it depends. Are you applying in person or are you applying by mail? And how well, and do you have the documents already pretty much in order? And you know, you're organized and your employer's on top of it and they support you, and it can be fast. And that's another thing working with HR departments and with employers. Oh, yeah.
1: How many times have we heard? I oh man, I gave this to my employer three weeks ago and they still haven't signed the letter. We're just waiting, waiting, waiting for the signed letter. And they've got to go through their legal department, their HR department, and all that. So something that review, could have taken so a week or two mm-hmm. takes
0: months because the Some employer.
1: employers, yeah, slow down the process. It can happen.
0: So how long does it take? Well, it really <laughs> it depends. depends it can be very fast, though. And I think yeah. that's really what people are asking. Can I get this w- in a matter of days or weeks? Right, I have yeah, my job can. offer, and I I'm can.
1: excited, and I want to get to the U.S.
0: And it's doable, yeah. and we do that all the time. I would say our standard border process, if you're going to the border, it takes 7 to 10 days and you're on your way. Mm-hmm. We, we get That's with out a pre-
1: lawyer-prepared application. Advising you everything. All, everything you need to, to get an
0: approval. And you're quick and on the way. So those are the, the top five questions that, that we received last year about TN visas. And there's many other ones as well. And we'll probably address those in other podcasts. Um, but these are the common questions that we receive ab- about TN visas. Uh, we do them all the time. And depending on who's at, asking the question and their circumstances, the answer could change. Uh, depending on you know every all the factors that are involved.
1: Right. So if you have a job offer and you're looking for some advice and information on TNS, um, you might want to give us a call.
0: Yeah, and I would definitely. I I know this is coming from attorneys, but I would definitely talk to an attorney before you apply for a TM visa, no matter how but before the you, first time you apply for a the TM first time
1: because. Get a lot of people that try this on their own, and it's not It's a record yet. every yeah. time
0: you go. Um, even, I mean, for us, it could be a quick five minute phone call, and you have everything in order. And we're we're straightforward with people that call our office. It could be, yeah, based on what you're telling me, everything looks great, and then you could do it on your own if you want to at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, an attorney obviously is going to make sure it's done correctly so that if you do go to that port of entry, everything is in order, you know what to expect and the chances of success are much higher uh, because you have somebody who's dealing with this every day, all the time. uh, Yeah. And you can't,
1: I mean, you can't even put a price on the knowing what, where the best port is to apply. I mean, all of these details go into your chance for approval where, you know, when, what time of day should I go? Where, where should I go? What, you know, Different professions, there's different success rates It's at different ports of entry. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. Um, so you got to be careful. most of this
0: is based on practical experience. It's not written in books either. So yeah, that's nobody's a
1: written an article on that online because yeah. it changes all the time. some found big changes during COVID, especially. So um, it's a it's a changing landscape, and you president probably changes,
0: the climate <laughs> changes. Like there are so many factors that you need to consider. And unless you're seeing these on a daily basis, you don't know what the temperature is um, with these applications. Right. Well, thank you for listening today. If you haven't already, please subscribe and listen where you find your favorite podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and you can also visit our website or give us a call if you have any questions. Thank you for listening and have a great day.